we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid conservative, just plain right. Covering down on some ground across the great state of Alabama. I'm talking about this show extends way on down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back over to Gadsden, parts of Georgia and Tennessee and Mississippi, all thrown in just for good measure as I wave my hands in the air. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> just getting into it. Just, just got to sling those other state names in there. And what's funny is I do it, and it's like I'm actually picturing where they are on the map. It's like Georgia and Tennessee and Mississippi. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I tell you what else I love, too. I love our audience participation. So if you want to text in or call in, the number is 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. Um, Lee from Huntsville just uh, called in a few minutes ago, and Leanne from Huntsville just texted in and said, Oh, goody, Lee. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love that. Lee's got her own groupies. That's good stuff. Um, uh, What else did I have that I've missed in the text line so far? Uh, Yeah, Alice from Huntsville with regards to my statement about, Oh, look, they're going to go search the beach house. Oh, where did he spend the weekend? At the beach house. Says Biden remembered there were lots of papers at the beach house. He had to go hide them. Yeah, Alice from Huntsville. I'm, I'm agreeing. Uh, JT from Lacey Springs. Um, uh, oh, he's talking about the rocket. He's this is about the rocket. We're gonna we're gonna talk more about the rocket probably tomorrow. Uh, but uh, weekend Huntsville news. He says Space and Rocket Center supports the rocket removal at the rest stop. That's interesting. Um, wow. Okay. We'll we'll see. I mean, what do they want to do with that? I'll, I'll have to find that article. I'll tell you what, uh, JT from Lacey Springs, if you've got an article about that, then uh, send it to me. Um, uh, what else we got here that I haven't even checked on yet? Um, Dustin from Hazel Green, um, he's, uh, oh, he's, he's sending me, I, I guess, pictures of uh, things related to the war in Ukraine. Um, but, um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's interesting. Um, and he also got some other stuff on there that I'll have to read up on. Dustin, thank you for that. Uh, John from Pike Road, down way down yonder in Pike Road. Um, he says, on the Biden documents, how do we know his lawyers, which don't have security clearance, actually turned over everything? That's, it's a great point. Now, this time, the DOJ has been with him, John. So I, he, can't just, he can't just say, yeah, uh, hand us those, fellas. We'll take care of that part. No, the, the DOJ is there now. What, but your, your point is well taken on the Penn Biden Center. Was there anything else? But I look at it and think, if that's the case, why did they say anything at all? That's the weird part. You know, John uh, from Pike Road, that's, that's the weird part. As you look at it and go, they made, they made sort of an open statement. And you'd love to believe it's just because they're so honest. They just want to do the right thing. And I don't believe that for a second. I really don't. And I'm, I'm not even that jaded of a person. I know there's good people in politics and good people in public service. I do. But I just don't trust this situation. This stinks. Um, so, so anyway, there's that, uh, uh, Doman from, uh, Harvest says, what concerns me is who falsified the container storage inventory records. I agree. And what he's referring to there are these documents were supposed to have been in a certain place, a skiff, a, uh, a classified safe, some type of classification marker on it. And there has to be a log of what was removed and when it was brought back. And so did he have a copy, which is not supposed to happen. Or did he have something that was logged in and yet not really in? Uh, I'm curious too, Doe Man. Appreciate that. Uh, Raven from Russell says, coffee is combat go juice. Yes, it is. It's the original Red Bull. Outstanding. 
He also says, Ray Russell says, I haven't shaved my beard since October 12th, 1979, the day I left the Army. <laughs> All right, man, you must be looking like Ducks, Duck Dynasty. Um, and then uh, what is Dorothy from Elkmont has got a topic that I'm not sure I have to read up and see what she's asking me, so I, I can't even get there right now. And then Paul from Huntsville says, easy on the coffee there, brother. <laughs> easy? That's not the way you do it. You don't go... I'm gonna go light on the coffee today. No, no, you gotta get you gotta gotta get that wired up feeling. All right, um, hey, let me jump over to the next part of the triple dipper, law and order. So I'm I'm actually gonna reverse the order of these stories I've got in my stack. So here's the first one I'll go with, and this is not all about Atlanta, but Atlanta opens the the gate here uh, on the question of law and order, because what we're seeing nationwide is an emboldened sense of opportunistic action on the part of criminals. I mean, just, just watch the videos. When do you recall in your lifetime? Certainly not my lifetime. I do not recall ever seeing the consistent level of criminal activity, things like brazen walking into stores, loading up your arms and walking out and daring somebody to stop you. Or flash mobs that jump out of their vehicles, rush into stores, smash things, grab and run out again with their arms full. And, and, and by the way, so no, that's the kind of thing that we used to see like on those scary nights when they'd have blackouts in New York City or Chicago or wherever else and, and the looting would begin. The looting begins now during the day. They flash mob each other on social media and bam, they show up and raid a store and run out the door with stuff. When have you seen the level of activity we're seeing with homelessness taking up, not just taking up, you know, space on a street corner. It's not just the beggar on the corner with his hat in his hand. Now it's, it's they're consuming whole swaths of downtowns with tent cities. And, and these are not, by the way, these are not just people down on their luck. They are. But that level of, there, there's a deep-rooted mental illness and drug use going on there. There will be onesies and twosies of good people who lost a job. And that's what it used to be. The homeless situation was something, it was either A, it was a hobo, we called them, the person who just, you know, wandered around and didn't really, kind of had an itinerant lifestyle. Or, or it was somebody who was, you know, temporary down on their luck, you know, lost a job trying to figure out what to do next. And, and those things still happen. But the vast majority of what we're seeing is is an overwhelming amount of mental illness and drug abuse that has got people just living on the streets because they that's all they can do. All this is going on right now. Law and order. Where is law and order in all this? You've got you've got open crime on the subways in New York. I love New York City, by the way. It was a bucket list. Charlene and I actually kicked off one of the things on our bucket list uh, just a few years ago. I uh, went with some friends in New York City, saw a Broadway play, spent time, you know, in several restaurants we'd heard great things about. I took her to Tavern on the Green, which was like a, uh, a dream come true. Um, and we had an amazing time. I love New York City. New York City has got to get its act together. Crime on the subways. People being pushed onto tracks. It's just, so where does it end? Well, it, it either ends because we take back control of our streets and our cities or it ends with those cities falling into complete lawlessness. Well, Atlanta has got a situation going on that boggles my mind. So Atlanta is trying to build a new police training facility. 
It's in a wooded area. So the city of Atlanta purchased some land. There was no imminent domain seizure that I'm aware of. If, if somebody's got a story on that, let me know. But it's, to my knowledge, this was a legal purchase of land, and they're going to put a police training center there. Activists for the last year, styling themselves as being sort of like eco-warriors, have occupied the grounds. They have threatened, and they have, they have sabotaged, and they have made it difficult for the construction crews. The construction crews can't operate anymore. It's pushing the limits of what the, the construction crews are, are even willing to put up with. It's gotten so bad that it's become a danger to the area. And these eco-warriors, they camp out, they sleep in the trees, they, they, you know, they, they block the roads, they tear up the equipment, they try to tear down things that are being constructed. And, and they just, it just keeps on. Well, it got worse. So you may have heard last week, and I want to say it was Thursday, um, one of those eco-warriors was in the woods sleeping in his tent. He was approached by several police officers, one of whom was a state trooper. And when they got to the site where he was camping, he was confronted. He was not rousted out. He was confronted. He came out with a weapon and began firing. He shot the state trooper in the abdomen, who's going to survive, uh, but he shot the state trooper. The other police officers with him returned fire, and the guy was killed. Okay, let me get this straight. So we got a, a guy who's trespassing on property that's being developed by the police department who, when he was asked what he was doing there, pulled a gun and shot one police officer and was then killed, and then what happens? Antifa calls for a night of rage for police brutality in Atlanta. So story I've got here, a Washington Examiner. There is, I've set the stage now. Washington Examiner says, so you haven't heard any outrage from the left, have you? You haven't seen any President Joe Biden calls for calm, have you? You say left-wing street violence gets excused by the liberal media? Well, you're right. Uh, it says the most the left can ever do in response to most violent street protests is some mild tutting along the lines of saying things like, Understandable rage boiling over a bit too far. One CNN guest, a guy named David Peisner, even said that, quote, this idea that breaking windows or acts of property destruction are the same as actual violence against humans, well, that's a dangerous and slippery concept. They rioted in downtown over the weekend. Rioted. And it, and it kind of got nuts. And the police officers in Atlanta did an amazing job without having to pull their weapons or shoot anybody they were able to quell the violence, take down the, uh, the, the, the protesters. I mean, they're burning vehicles, smashing windows. Of, they're setting off explosives. They attacked police cars. I mean, this is no small thing. This is like hearkening back to the, uh, the riots we had in 2020. Story I've got here, though, in terms of law and order, townhall.com talks about the fact that, you know, literally when this happens, when this kind of thing happens, we have to confront it. And the reason why they've been allowed to, um, to get this far is because they've been enabled. Somewhere along the line, they've been mollycoddled into believing that they have a right to this kind of protest. We're going to stop it. Now, there's a difference between having your right to freedom of speech and your peaceful assembly and burning and looting and smashing and firing shots at police officers. Not the same thing. 
The Washington Examiner story I had first, written by Quinn Hillier, who's from Alabama, he ends it by saying, these were not peaceful protesters. These were domestic terrorists. They deserve no leniency. Prosecute them to the full extent of the law, please, and plop them in prison for a long, long time. I agree. I agree. And that happened right next door in Atlanta. I got more, though. There's things happening right now. Have you heard about the church attacks? Yeah. Stay tuned. I got news for that. We're going to take a break right now. We'll come right back. I'm in number two of the Triple Dipper, Law and Order. Your thoughts on it? You're welcome to call in, 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back. back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right, making it cool to be a conservative. Hey, before I go any further, I got to tell you, folks, uh, Riley and Jackson Law Firm. So these these are friends of mine, and they are a solid, well-respected firm. They're based out of Birmingham. They work statewide, and they're doing some major cases right now. They're working a lot on that Camp Lejeune water contamination case. If you, if you were at Camp Lejeune between the years 1953 in 1987, that's a big spread. But if you were there between those time frames, it doesn't matter if you were a service member yourself, you might have been a dependent or a contractor. Between 1953 and 1987, Riley and Jackson has like five lawyers working those cases. So yeah, you need to call and check out whether or not you have a potential claim because it's been confirmed. 19 different major illnesses attributed to a confirmed case of water contamination that the government knew about and didn't handle. Um, the other thing they're working on right now is firefighting foam cases. If you if you were a firefighter and you were working uh, with firefighting foam or in the military using firefighting foam, you may have been exposed to a carcinogenic version of that foam. So, yeah, they're working those cases, too. But I'll tell you, these folks, they've literally got like like several decades worth of experience at just making people whole because of the negligence of others. So the two cases I just named are not the only things they do. They do a ton of work. I've worked with them. I've worked with them on issues and cases. I mean, these are these are folks that I do consider to be friends of mine, and they're also the kind of law firm that's not just right on the law. They're also right on the politics, if you know what I'm saying. So I'm going to give you their number, Riley and Jackson. Please give them a call if you have a need. They will not charge you for the phone call. They only get paid if you get paid. Riley and Jackson, you ready? Here's the number, 205-879-5000. That's Riley and Jackson, 205 879 5,000. And do me a favor, tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio because they're kind of tracking, you know, how many people come in from these ads uh, that I'm doing. Oh, here's that thing I got to do. Remember, you got to time it. You ready? Yeah. Tell me when you're ready. Uh, yeah. No representation made the quality legal service before the great quality legal service before the lawyers. Did I, what I do? I, I don't know if I did this right. I don't know if I did it right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I put 2.35. You, you, put 2.3 no i didn't put it on there that's what i got it was 2.35 that would be like your all-time fastest 
<laughs> Maybe I should do it like the the with the accent. No, no. representation is <laughs> made that the Slow quality of none of them legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of them legal <laughs> services performed by some other lawyer down yonder down the road. Here, hold my beer. I like that one. Hold my beer. Watch this. That one took seven and a half minutes. Yeah. <laughs> whole segment. A whole segment <laughs> devoted to a disclaimer. <laughs> Uh, okay, JT for Lacey Springs. He said it was 2.8. So are you timing me, JT? Are JT you re- probably is J- timing you. JT maybe. He says 2.8. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even sure I used English on that one. I just it, it, I think I was I was speaking Phil E's on that one. Um, all right. Hey, listen, Law and Order, and we're going to cover more of this when we get back. But there's 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 things that are happening that some of them are flying under the radar or they're not getting reported the way they should. Not the least of which, in my opinion is the fact that we have seen a massive increase in criminal actions against churches. Now, something about this just feels like double wrong. I don't know. It's like, is there no place of sanctuary anymore? Is there no, is there no, is there no respect for you know, the, the church? I mean, it used to be, at the very least, criminals uh, felt the need to be constrained when it came to the church. It doesn't appear that way anymore. Uh, story on Fox News, dated today. Attacks against Catholic churches approached 300 incidents since May of 2020. Since hundreds of Roman Catholic churches have been attacked since the violence that erupted nationwide following the George Floyd uh, death and rioting in May of 2020. Since May of 2020, there have been nearly 300 attacks against U.S. Catholic churches across the nation, according to a tracker by a group called Catholic Vote. So the religious nonprofit organization noted that while the riots and looting mostly died down the summer of 2020, the attacks on Catholic churches have nonetheless continued and escalated. The attacks against churches include arson, broken windows, decapitated statues, satanic graffiti. Some 118 incidents were logged since the May of 2022 leak of the draft Supreme Court decision in the Dobbs, the, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Um, so, so basically you've got, it's right at 275 Attacks on just on Catholic churches that we know of. 118 of those have been since the abortion verdict was leaked out. And it says, while some of the attacks did involve theft, the vast majority just were simply destruction of property. The primary motive is not material gain, says the report. Uh, a group called the Family Research Council, um, which we had General Jerry Boykin uh, on the show here not long ago. He's a uh, vice president of Family Research Council. They released a report in December saying that hostility against churches is on the rise in the United States and found there were a total of 420 acts when you consider Protestant and Catholic. Total of 420 acts of hostility against 397 churches around the nation between 2018 and 2022, so we're looking at a four-year span. So the attacks took place across 45 states in Washington, D.C., and only 25% of those have resulted in an arrest. Um, What's up with that? I mean, then there's the whole pro-life facilities and the constant level of barrage of attacks they've been facing since the Dobbs decision came out. I'm telling you, law and order. If you want law and order, you got to find a way to put some respect back into the culture. And part of it, I mean, I look at it and think, is nothing sacred anymore? Attacks on churches up all around the nation. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back.
You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. And we are back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, just Plain right. Saving the world one soundbite at a time. How is it possible that we're in hour number three, Boone? Wow. I know. I, <laughs> I, I was just going and looking at the clocks and stuff, and I was, oh, wow. Hour number three. We're starting it right now. It's, it just it just like crept up on me. I, um, <laughs> I I'm, I'm in uh, number two of the Triple Dipper, Law and Order. Uh, and I can I got a, oh, I got a caller held on the line. Didn't, mm-hmm. Is that Brian? Yes, sir. Yeah. Brian from Huntsville. How are you, my brother? Uh, doing well, and other than all this stuff, violence against churches and such, because go back in time and the Catholic Church, the Lutheran Church, and quite a few others at different times, depending on how large the church was, they'd be open 24-7 for you to come in and pray and worship, and it yeah. didn't matter who you were. Yeah. Whether you were a criminal or not, they would give you sanctuary for time enough for you to worship and confess if you wanted to. And even the smaller ones, would very often have somebody there that you could knock on the door and get it that lived in the area. So you're biting the hand that feeds you. You're you're throwing away good manna. No, that's that's exactly right. And there's there's a to me it's almost like there's a uh, sort of a scratching and clawing and desperation of what I would call the criminal element. Now it's like they don't care, and they're just going to take down whatever they can in the process of not caring. Because they don't believe in something higher. Used to be in the past, even a lot of criminals believed in something higher than themselves. Yeah, I I, I agree. My opinion. Hey, you Brian, one, appreciate you, man. Thanks. Um, wow. Yeah, he's right, and 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 that's you know, and that's the thing is we cannot keep mollycoddling the breaking of our laws. If we're going to be a nation of laws, they mean nothing if they just remain on paper. If you have laws on the books but they are not laws that are enforced, then you have nothing. All you have is a piece of paper. If you are a nation of laws, it means that there's an enforcement action. And there are, by the way, punitive measures in place to prevent you from wanting to do it again, to make it untenable for you to want to do it again. In fact, I, I've seen certain things when I was in the legislature, we had, we had certain bills where we would raise it from a, uh, uh, like a, a misdemeanor to a, a felony or a Class C felony even. Just, just you know, getting it up there, because some criminals saw the misdemeanor as just a part of the cost of doing business. Ah, it's just a misdemeanor, man. Who cares? I'm gonna do it. I'll be, I'll be out tomorrow. Uh, had to make it a felony to put some teeth in it. Listen, part of this criminal element is, is to me, is is the the lack of respect that we're seeing on churches. We're seeing the lack of respect for, you know, even the court system. It amazes me what's going. on. So right now, Fox has got a story dated today that protesters are out in front of Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home again, protesting outside his personal residence for daring to rule on a case. Says a group of pro-choice protesters gathered outside the home of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh on the 50th anniversary of Roe v. Wade. They can't let it go. We are desperate to kill babies. That's what, anyway, the protesters converged on the sidewalk outside of Kavanaugh's Chevy Chase, Maryland home. The march appeared to be organized by the far-left group known as Our Rights D.C. Uh, they posted a Twitter, they tweeted a poster inviting people to participate in the march and then also to 
go to a concert to raise money for the D.C. abortion fund. God. They've got a like a GoFundMe to help people kill babies. Anyway, there was law enforcement in front of his house. I'm glad to hear we've got that taken care of now. Uh, pointing out in the article that uh, there's been multiple protests in front of his house before, even to the point of uh, an assassination attempt with somebody who traveled all the way from California uh, and was armed to do the job. Um, but let me turn over to the other place of lawlessness. You know, sometimes lawlessness breeds lawlessness. And it's like a cascading effect. And you can, you can look at cause and origin, and you can, you can begin to determine where it's going to go next. You can find the threads. And, and, and the, the, in my opinion, the vast majority of things being dealt with in this nation right now could be stemmed by just literally curtailing the, the, the massive influx of people across our southern border. I mean, literally. You've got strains on city services. You've got, you know, you've got uh, criminal elements in the streets. You've got fentanyl just destroying lives across our nation, destroying lives. Overdoses on fentanyl are beyond anything we've ever seen before. And the southern border is the, is the, 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 you know, the point of origin. When I, was in, when I was in Baghdad, we get mortared, which I got mortared a lot. When I was in Baghdad and we got mortared, you, you immediately had what's called the poo, the point of origin. Then the, if you could designate the poo, you knew how to go and find. I, I'll never forget this, uh, Boomer. I, was, I literally got to come home on leave, and I was watching the news talking about Baghdad, and I could see my fob in the distance, and, I could, and, the, and they, were, they were filming a Mahdi militia mortarman. He was an insurgent mortarman launching mortars towards my fob. I literally got on the phone and called and said, you know where the point of origin is, don't you? And I, and I told him what I could see wow. on a news report. Um, that, was, that was surreal. But, um, but yeah, when you know the point of origin of something, you go after it. And that's what we would do. We would have a QRF that was stationed. And if we could designate the poo within a certain distance, we, we rolled out the gates and tried to take them down. They were fast. They, they had the, they'd, they'd pre-designate their firing points, and they would lay them all down, and they'd mark them on the concrete, and they'd come back, and they'd throw down the tube, launch a few rounds, and jump in the car and head out again. But nonetheless, my analogy is this. As I, I'm digressing a bit. My analogy is this. The southern border is our poo, all right? It's our point of origin. And the point of origin is got to be stymied. Story here on Fox. A major border city is on the brink of collapse because of Biden's immigration policies, local officials say. Dateline today says Yuma, Arizona is a major border city on the brink of collapse as the migrants surge under President Biden's leadership, overloads food banks and hospitals and threatens food security. Here's a quote from Yuma County Supervisor Jonathan Lyons. Lyons. He says policies need to be changed when you see an unprecedented amount of people coming across the border that even supersedes what we saw under any other presidents for the last 30 years. And they're coming because they say that Biden told them to come, that we have an open border. It's only going to get worse under these policies, and Biden needs to reassess. Five million, five million migrants have crossed through the southern border since Biden took office. Since Biden took office, the population of Alabama has come across the border. Are y'all hearing that? The population of the entire state of Alabama, men, women, and children, 5 million have come across the border. And another Yuma resident said, 
we see a couple more big waves still coming, and we can't support that. It's going to overwhelm things. Not only that, here's the other piece. Yuma's fields, crop fields, they're, they're row crop farmers out there. They produce 93% of the nation's leafy green vegetables during the winter months. And they have faced massive amounts of migrant traffic tramping through the fields, damaging crops and creating the possibility of foodborne illnesses. They have to destroy some fields because they can't harvest them after they've come just tramping through them. But it gets better. (laughs) Daily Wire, dated yesterday. The terror watch list arrests at the southern border soar under the Biden administration. It's not just, you know, uh, Juan and his family from Central America coming looking for a better life and they came illegally. No. Some of these people are on the terror watch list. It says the number of people on the nation's terror watch list who have been arrested at the southern border have soared under the Biden administration, according to a new report. U.S. Customs and Border Protection data jumped from just three arrests in 2020 to 100 in 2022. Terror watch list jumped from three to 100. It says in 2023, a total of 38 individuals have already been arrested on the terror watch list already this year. This is January. They've already arrested 38 on the terror watch list. They're way ahead of pace from last year's high of 98 in one year. In 2021, it says Biden's first year in office, 15 arrests for the terror watch list occurred at the southern border. The number was five times higher than the last year under the Trump administration. During the whole four years of President Trump, only 11 individuals on the terror watch list were arrested at the southern border. 11 in four years. We've had 38 so far in 2023 on the terror watch list. Now, some might say, well, they're, they're doing a better job. They're, they're catching them, but no, they're not. There's more of them coming because they know the border's freaking open. That's what's happening. Not the least of which is this just disgusting 17-year-old individual who's an MS-13 gang member who strangled, who apparently raped and strangled an autistic young lady uh, in Maryland. Police got him. He's here illegally. He's an MS-13 gang member here illegally who is now being held on charges of rape, robbery, and murder. That shouldn't have happened. Story there in Fox News dated uh, two days ago. And then lastly, I'll finish with this. National Guardsmen are on the border down there uh, as part of Operation Lone Star in Texas. And we just had a National Guard soldier Friday, I believe it was, um, who had to shoot a migrant because the migrant was fighting him as he was trying to detain him. And the migrant grabbed for his gun Story on military.com, which is, by the way, a liberal military site. If you read the article, it goes on to talk about how maybe the guards shouldn't even be there, whatever. The bottom line is this. A young specialist who's an infantryman assigned to the Texas National Guard uh, on Operation Lone Star um, shot a migrant in the shoulder because the migrant had um, tried to seize his firearm and wrestle with him while they were trying to detain him. And I'm just telling you, folks, my concern is, It's only going to get worse from there if we don't see something stop. Law and order. Antifa in Atlanta. Churches being vandalized nationwide. Soft on crime policies with DAs who let people walk and just, you know, of their own recognizance. And and then the southern border, that's the point of origin for so much. And we got to stem it. All right, there, I gave you a broad swath. 
It ain't all bad out there, but folks, there's some stuff that needs to be dealt with. All right, let's take a break, Boomer. We'll come right back, and we'll go ahead and jump to number three in the Triple Dipper. I'm calling this one, we know woke when we see, us. We, when we see it. Don't try to tell us it ain't there. All right, folks, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. You guys stay tuned. We'll be right back. Yeah. 